back in time with me for a spell. Back to when the wild things, they were not for sale. And what was sacred had not yet been forgotten. Hi, everybody. I am Lady Stars and Fire. Um, you are listening to Otherland Dreams. I'm sorry we started a little bit late tonight, but we're trying a new thing. We're doing video, so that's why we're late. But I'm here with Hill Hippie. Hi. <laughs> He's all late, showing up on the picture over there. We're trying to get used to how this is going to work, so yeah, it's I mean, our first try. We're, you know, there's always bugs that have got to be worked out of the system. As long as the ghost in the machine doesn't show up, I think we'll be okay. There's a very good chance it might. <laughs> That's nothing you want. I'm sure that our poor engineers back here are just going, oh, fuck. Ike's <laughs> like, please stop. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, we're working out a new thing. We're trying to do the video and all of that good stuff. And we're going to probably be running it until we figure out exactly what we're doing. We'll be putting it on... Um, Otherland Dreams and on my Facebook page live after the fact when we do the shows until we figure out how exactly we're going to go about it in the future. So, when that being said, tonight we're going to be talking about candle magic, flame magic, so to speak, and understanding how that works, more or less. Having a better comprehension of doing divination in such a way. Uh... But before I get into anything directly on, like, candles and flames, I, I, I want to speak about, you know, spells and magic in general. Because so many people get into it for so many different so many different reasons. There are people who just get into it. They like the rhyming of situations. They, they like the idea of the witchy aspect. But they're really not into it yet or else they might be getting into you know like spells and so forth but then they may not see their spells come to fruition they may not see anything actually come from it so then they also give up and that has to do with what you believe putting faith in what you believe as far as the spell goes but you have to understand first off every moment of your life as you're living is a spell more or less that you are creating and that's because it's dealing with the consciousness and the unconsciousness. And so much more of the spell actually is dealing with the unconsciousness than the consciousness. And what I mean, when I say that, people think they comprehend what I mean. But really, they don't. Your drink. Um, and and I, I don't mean to put anybody down. It's just... You know, you come up with your spell, you decide what you want to write, you want to do what you want to do, da-da-da-da-da, you come up with all these ideas, and you're like, I'm going to send it out there. But the unconsciousness behind what you're not even think about, thinking about when you do a spell, and you get into the whole magical arena, so to speak, there's so much more power in that unconsciousness that might be fighting you before you even move forward, because you... Like I said, if you don't fully believe in the spell you're about to cast, then it's not going to happen anyway. Right. Yeah, but there are so many people who want to get into it. They like the idea. They want to try it. 
but then they don't fully have belief. I know, I just slapped it. Yeah. <laughs> EK moved it so it would be out of my face when they did the picture, and I'm not used to it being down here this far and close to me. Okay. <laughs> Hell happy was like, why are you slapping the mic? <laughs> It did nothing but be your friend. I know. I just, I, like I said, I was unconscious to how close I was to it. I just chose to be that way. But anyway, I want you to really realize that because no matter what you are manifesting, it is a form of a spell. And when you're intentionally trying to manifest, you are in a form creating a spell, whether you're using words or not. And then you have to remember words, they're, they're double barrel words. <laughs> the way he's looking at me. Double barrel words are what I consider to be words that ha could have several meanings. And especially if you choose to put words into a spell. And you don't thoroughly realize the different ways the universe could interpret what you are asking for. You may find out that it may just interpret it way differently than what you wanted. So you really have to think about the words. This is why the incantations are so important when people do spells in general because you've got to really get your incantations right. If you're using double-barrel words, you may find your spell goes awry. Well, wouldn't... Now, mind you, I'm no Wiccan. I'm not a spellcaster in any way, shape, or form. But it seems to me like as long as your intention is pure and you've got that focused within your mind, the the universe should be able to perceive your the energy that you're putting out and understand which definition of the word you're using. Because let's face it, the energy that you project is going to be much clearer than any any type of verbal communication that you can give. Yes, but at the same time, there are those people who don't comprehend exactly what their energy means. They may be... You could have somebody who's doing a love spell because... All they care about is what they want. All they care about is what they want, you know, what they desire to bring to them. But they have no real desire on what the other person wants. Mm -hmm. And then you might be mixing what that person's generally putting out in general for their life that they are making a spell for their own self without even maybe consciously knowing, you know, this is the way they are living their life. And your spell may contradict it. And it will end up causing issues. It will, it will end up causing uh, blocks within it. And spells will try to work around circles to try to figure out how to make it happen once they've been set. But that does not mean that the best intention was really there. Humans make mistakes. Right. Humans will go and state that they want this, this, and this. Yet they won't state anything about the other person. Or what they care. And they may end up causing so much more drama to other people because of their lack of intelligence in this area or their lack of uh, caring, mm -hmm. just in general. And I want to state that because I am going to go over the candle magic and all of that information tonight. But I am, I, I, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm a solitary witch. I don't play well with others. Point blank. Sorry. There's one. <laughs> but I don't play well with others. I, I I don't do covens. And if you are one of those people or witches that are into that stuff, then, then good for you. You know, if that, if that works for you. But Some people need the fellowship. Yeah. And like I said, good for you. That's fine for them. But 
And coming into my shamanism and when I actually get more public and help people and go into my work, I have to get over that because some of what I have to do, I like I like to do my stuff alone. I don't, I don't really like other people around when I do it. And so, I mean, it's always a learning thing. But, I mean, different, I mean, it just has to do with the way you do spells. I'm not the person who typically is going to tell you to do a spell for, you know, a job or for money. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. There are people who do that. But I use my magic specifically for spiritual healing more. Now, to other people, they may use it for love spells and so forth. And all I can say is, you know, please make sure you're competent about what you're sending out before you get into anything else. Because, you know, karma has a way of threefold. Be careful with how you play with the arcane fabric of the universe. Yes, exactly. I mean, it's way more delicate than you may realize. And like I said, I mean... It's kind of like if you throw the words out there and you're not really properly put it out exactly well, the universe just might have fun with you. And well, you, the, a perfect example. Uh, it's uh, don't throw out the L word too early. Okay, perfect example, but with not being a spell. My boss knows that I'm all shamanic and stuff and knows that I do all of this. So he's, you know, I mean, everybody in my life pretty much, pretty much knows I'm out of the broom closet, so to speak. And I have no problem letting you know who I am and what I am. I'm very public. So my boss is always joking around and he's like, <laughs> okay, he's a little obscene, but he's smart ass. And he's like, uh, okay, which, where's my, you know, my huge giant dick. <laughs> I've asked for you to deliver this a million times as a spell. So I sent him a picture of an elephant dick. You have to be direct about what you want because the universe just might decide to play with you. This is the same kind of thing of what I'm saying. I'm like, you know, you have to pay attention to how, how you put your spells out there because you may get exactly what you asked for, but it has nothing to do with what you wanted. <laughs> If you understand where I'm coming from. Fair enough. He should have phrased, okay, witch, why has my penis not grown to enormous size? Because that is the spell I've been asking you for. Well, he's like, can I have a 16-inch dick? And I'm like, I mean, and I'm like, you know. Eh. Uh, well, whoever your boss is, I'm, and even if I knew his name, I wouldn't throw it out there. But, uh, sir boss, your the 16-inch penis you are looking for is on a uh, bisexual or maybe just straight up gay. I don't know. Dude. <laughs> Out there that is a prostitute, you've got to find him. <laughs> you can't expect the universe to do everything for you. And once you receive it, you might not have wanted it. That's a lot to take in, That's dude. why I, I always joke with him. I'm like, what's up, donkey dick? You know, I'm like, Cause you might, that's about what you're going to ask, what you're wanting, but you don't really know what you want. Grande burro uh, the girl who The girl who used to live with me, because he's the same way with her, she'd always be like, well, do you want it to work? I could deliver it, but it won't work. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but with that idea being said and getting that out there, when you get into your uh, spells and your candle magic and your flames, first off, there are different ideas. You've got to understand, especially if you're working with candles, there's many, many different kind of candles that you can use. And you want to know how long they're going to burn because there is burn times, which I will get into in a little bit. But, I mean, people, whether you have the ones that are just in, you know, a glass jar like that you bought or if you bought candles that 
were specifically made for witchcraft or, you know, just the long candlesticks and, and whatnot. There's different ways of reading them. They're not all the same. So when you're doing your spell, that's one thing, what you're putting out there, what you're saying, what you're asking for, you're praying for, however you want to put it. But then when you start to read what the magic is actually saying to you, that's another subject entirely. And whether it's, you know, in a glass jar, it's one of those really long candles that you people see at Walmart, you know, like with the religious symbols on them, religious people. Oh, the ones with the pictures of Mary and Jesuits. Yeah. yeah. So people will, you know, people will buy them sometimes. And then you'll have, you know, like your, what, Glade or Glad, whatever Glade uh, candles that people will buy, or oh, then the smell purties. Yeah, and then you'll have the you know the little the little tea candle lights, and you'll have regular candles and ones that you could put on a plate and so forth. There are different ways of reading them depending on what candle you use. Now, now is it because of the color of the wax, or because of the because of the type of the container, or it really it depends on the person. Uh, somebody who's really, really into spell magic, candle spell magic, is going to use more of candlesticks. However, if you want a quick, a lot of witch tricks, because the burn time is important, and the longer it burns, typically the more powerful it is. So therefore, don't use tea, uh, don't use tea lights. Well, some people will because they want a quick thing, and and actually, for your quick witch on the go. This is what I'm talking about. When you cast a spell, your unconscious says more about what's going on than your consciousness does. If you're casting a spell in the garage, a love spell, you just, let me just do it here with, you know, I, I don't give a crap. You know, it's kind of the way that you're going into it. Some people want their whole altar. altar. Some people want to be outside with nature. Some people are going to put more into it. And then there's those people who are like, let me just light a candle and go and say my shit and da-da-da-da. The unconscious is aware of how shady you really are. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm speaking of. So... Depending on where you are on your on your skills of divine, of doing divine divinations, Magic. will also depend. Yeah, and your magical skills will depend on what you're using. Like I said, there one of one of the tricks for newbies, and I do say newbies because the more the more you are into the oneness and the wholeness and 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 the sacredness just in general of it all, you're going to go after the candlesticks or the thicker candles in general for the burn times. But, and I don't mean any disrespect, that's just because newbies are learning how to come into it. But they'll use a lot of times for that quick spells, they'll go and buy birthday candles because they're so little and so thin. So therefore, you can let it burn down. And do they use trick candles? So that way, in case the wind blows, it can't the spell will light back up? Well, they shouldn't. And if they are, they're having issues because they don't know how to read the candle anyway. And like I said, the amount of timing and the power and the heat that's behind it actually has a lot to do with it. So if you're buying the pretty glitter ones that light up and, and do all that other stuff, you're kind of defeating the purpose. But... There are people out there who don't understand that, so that's why they do it. Now, here's a question. Mm -hmm. uh, for the sterilization of my uh, tools, whenever I'm doing mushroom work, mm -hmm. I have an alcohol burner, which is like a glass con glass bulb 
which contains uh, alcohol in it. Uh, I can't remember. A uh, denatured alcohol is what I use with a wick that comes up. Could that be used as a form of uh, for candle magic? Do you control the flame? You can by the amount of wick that would be either up or uh, you know pushed up through the hole or down into the hole. About the fact that you can control it, I would think not. However, fire has a way of allowing its communication. It might, it will still be, you could still use it because you're speaking to the element, not the element, not like candle magic, but the element would still be able to pick up the spell and do the work, but it would not be something that you would read quite the same. Gotcha. It would definitely go under a different idea. It's just like, um, uh, there, there technically are different kinds of divination. I mean, there's the divination from the flame, the divination from the wax, the divination from the smoke. So there are three different kinds. And the flame may be able to talk to you, but if you could control it. Uh, that tells me right there, you definitely wouldn't want to use this for anything where you're looking for smoke because it, the denatured alcohol burns very clean. I still, I, I still would think not. I mean, not unless you were just connecting with the elements' energy in general. I wouldn't want to take it in the same way as reading it like the candles and the flames in such a way because it's not natural. It's something you're controlling. If you were at a bonfire, that's a different story. Okay, yeah, I get that, but uh, candles are natural. I never Once you I never... light the flame and you leave it alone, the flame will do as it pleases. You are no longer controlling it. Well, it will melt the wax the way it does. It will smoke the way it does. It hisses. It pops. It will burn to the right, burn to the left. It will do different things naturally on its own or with spirit in the room. But it, if you're actually set it to a specific temperature or a specific height. Yeah, but you, once it's lit, you can't change that. Because it's not like it has a, a knob like a uh, a kerosene lantern. It's you set the uh, wick uh, through the top tube and light it. As if you tried to pull the wick up after the, it's lit, you're going to burn yourself. Like I said, I would think the most you would do is be able to, you know, spell with the element of fire itself. But I wouldn't think you're going to be reading it. Fair enough. At least in my opinion. So therefore, for those of our listeners who actually have are nerdy like me and have uh, equipment around like Brunson burners <laughs> and stuff, you can do some of this. Not all of it, but some of it. Well, like I said, there's many different ways. I mean, I do more of mine naturally. I mean, <laughs> a perfect example, uh, I, I smoke. And I was putting out my cigarette today and I took it in the same form as a candle. Uh I, I was smoking my cigarette. I put it out because somebody was knocking at the door. I went over to the door. And it was somebody who I had spoken to earlier in the week. And they were, were wanting my help as a shaman. But they also had come by because they worked where I wor worked where I live. They do maintenance. So when I let them in, you know, I, I was over there talking to them. And I noticed my cigarette relit back up. And I know I put it out. Well, one of the things with candles is when they relight or you can't put them out, is the spell is not done. The conversation is not done. Something is not finished. And as soon as I looked back over and saw my cigarette was relit, I was like, you still need to talk to me, don't you? And he's like, yeah, how did you know? And I was like, I was just told. 
And there's just certain things. It doesn't have to be candle. Once you learn the intentions behind understanding the conversation, then you can apply it to different things. Like I said, the bonfire itself or doing, you know, candle magic and letting it drip right off the plate. But okay, let me get into it a little bit more. Okay, your colors will represent different things, but they may also represent the zodiac signs and the energies of those signs. So you might want to remember that when you're doing uh, candle work as well. <laughs> fire itself, maybe the fire signs may be represented by the fire in general, which is Leo, uh, Aries, and Sagittarius, but they may be also represented by, um, you know, red for the candle. But fire signs tend to, their candles tend to burn a little bit too higher because they're already influenced by it. Their, their energy is already with that energy already. So I would say, you know, fire signs are would take to candle and fire magic easier automatically. It's just like, I, I would say it, it just comes more connected to them automatically. It's it's part of who and what they are, whether you're, you're, you're a... a sun, moon, or rising, but it can be any color that would represent those zodiac signs may also come back to it, and then there's different colors that it represents. When you do candles, especially like candlesticks, you know, people will do carvings, they will do anointings, they will pray over the candle, and then sometimes they will um, also uh, uh, do offerings, you know, it, like if they're using a plate, they may do an offering on the plate using crystals or herbs. However, I will say if you're not skilled in that, I would leave that alone until you are, especially if you're getting into adding the crystals and the offerings and the herbs to it because this brings a whole new intention and until you understand what those herbs or those crystals mean to you and your energy when you add it into a spell, you may be adding energy incorrectly because you truly don't understand where that is. Okay, perfect example. For me, lavender means healing. A lot of people will say lavender is protective. Lavender is calming. Lavender is this. Lavender is that. You know, no, it's healing. Point blank for me. Whenever I'm doing work, I know if I want something that will bring healing in, I'll go to lavender. But I'm not going to use lavender if I want it for protective energy because that's not my signal. So you have to learn what works for you and what doesn't. And that's why I said it, you might want to wait before you use offerings of herbs and so to speak before you start adding in the other intentions behind an offering with crystals and herbs. And then you have, like I said, the carvings. People will carve on the candle, especially if it's a candlestick. They'll take a knife or, you know, and carve in what they want the spell to say. They may anoint it. Again, you're going back to the herbs and stuff with, you know, a lot of people are anointed with olive oil, point blank. <laughs> there you go. Second. And, <laughs> and, and, uh, EK, you're not playing the game, right? <laughs> we don't need somebody drunk back here spinning plates. <laughs> He's got a drink. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> All right, I, I, I'll stop. <laughs> but, I don't know. It might be kind of fun to see him get sauced. <laughs> and do plates at the same time. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Bye. Yeah, that would that would really be funny. <laughs> but 
This is what I'm saying is, is people will use the olive oil and use it for anointing and then turn around and like use another herb like of oil and rub it on their hands and then rub it all over the candle. Carve in the candle what they mean. Unless you understand your oils, I would not go that direction because you're coming into a higher level of skill work, you know, behind your spells and you need to understand that, what it means for you before you add it in and, and you know, add that into your spell work. Now, once you know what it is, by all means, you know what you are really directing and you understand spell work a little bit better. So therefore you can move forward and use such a thing. But people will still carve in, you know, like protect this home, you know, to, you know, on a white candle and then let it burn and burn all the way down. There are different things. Burn, for, baby, burn? Yeah, there are different things that you can use. Disco Inferno? <laughs> Oh, darling, I gotta love you. <laughs> Somebody's got it. <laughs> All right. White candles typically are for purification, healing, regeneration, blessings, um, improving spirituality, and the connection with it. It is also, sorry, black is the next one. It deals with conjuring energies or aspects of Saturn, which is rules, walls, and boundaries. I say this all the time with astrology it also absorbs and removes negativity it also deals with uncrossing for getting rid of bad habits unwanted situations uh honored it honors dark aspects of the divine as well and it also speaks to us of death now for a, a, a simple simple easy little spell that a lot of people will do if if it's over their head and they're feeling negative energy in the house mm. and they really don't know much else of spell work, an easy way that I, I will tell people if it's maybe a little bit more in your head and might even be your negativity and you're not really sure, you know, you just feel a little bit off. And if it hasn't gotten bad enough to really be something else, I would tell them burn both a black and a white candle at the same time. Let them burn together. I mean, in like separate areas, you know, like one on one, maybe you want to put it on one end of the TV, one on the other. And it's because you're trying to neutralize the energy. And as a person who's worked as a, an electronic repair technician, that's a bad idea. Electronics don't like heat. We, I'm just giving you, you know, candle self. You don't have curtains. Hey, I'm just wanting to make sure our, <laughs> our listeners don't fry their TVs. No, well, I don't want anybody catching the, please burn responsibly. <laughs> and not just your candles. <laughs> yeah, right. I know, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> don't pretend like you don't. I know better. Burn responsibly, people. Burn responsibly. <laughs> Okay, so, I mean, it, black and white was a way of, you know, maybe first starting to work with it and and bring neutral energy in. Mm. At least until you might get somebody else who's better at helping you understand what you're trying to do. You know, it might be an easy way to help you feel better about the situation, too. And that would be a situation where belonging to a coven might come in handy for those who are trying to learn. Right. I mean, like I said, some people are, I, I have no problem with covens. It's just not for me. Right. Okay. So yellow speaks to us of joy, intellect, mental clarity, communication. It speaks to us of um, the air element in general. You have pink, which speaks to you of love, friendship, romance, peace, 
uh, physical and mental health and emotions, fem uh, family relations, and healing of the heart. Red speaks to you of passion, power, sex, speed, um, the element of fire, also the element of Mars. And then you have purple, which speaks to you of empowering your psychic abilities, magical pr practices for divination in general. It's also astral projection and energy, and it can help you get to the higher realms. Orange speaks to you about creativity, inspiration, attention, expression, uh, affection, not, not, not. Attraction, sorry. It's written really small. Um, and good luck and positivity. Green is for healing, fertility, growth. It is for uh, summoning the elements of Earth. It also deals with uh, Venus, abundance, prosperity, health, and money spells. Blue is for peace, calm, renewal, healing, protection, physical, and psychic as well as for daring meditation. It is also dream magic. It is also job spells. It is weather spells. It is the element of water. It also speaks to you of the planet Jupiter. Silver is intuition, um, your dreams, connection with the astral plane, the lunar, like your moon, uh, forces, the manifestation of your dreams, female aspects. Okay, perfect example. Like I said, when you know your stuff, you know your stuff. Silver for me is only for abundance. For me, it's a magnification. And for everybody else, it may not have anything to do that with that. But I know for me, that's what it is. And I'm not going to use the silver unless I want that extra oomph. So it doesn't even have the lunar connection? Mm -mm. For me, the black is the lunar. No reflection? Because it's dark. It's night for me. No intuition? Like I said, these are what the act, what, what the owl, for everybody, it's the, it's the, what is the proper word? Generic idea of mm -hmm. it. It's the generic idea. But once you know your own situations and what they are, it's different. So I'm telling you, you have to learn what they are. But until you figure out your own little niches, then stick with the generic because at least your mind is working from a generic point of view to try to get you the spell that you want. But once you know what it is, if I tried to use something that I know doesn't work for me, I'm kind of counteracting my spell. Right. So that's what I'd be going after. Um, gold speaks to you of success, wealth, money, good health, good luck, uh, attraction. It also is the sun in general, and it speaks to you of masculine and divine energy. So, like I said, that would be your generic ideas. But when you're looking at... When you're... Okay. Uh, since it's on screen. I'm just going to pretend this is a plate. Okay? You have your... Push that over. What? The chair. Just so I can see. Okay. If you have this, because <laughs> the chair's in the way of my viewing. It's blocking the monitor. Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> I can't see the monitor because there's a chair in my way. <laughs> okay. If you're trying to do spell work and, like, you burned the bottom 
of a candle, you know, like a candlestick or a thick fat one. And you burn the bottom of it so it sits hard on the plate and it won't slide around or move. You want to know the front, the back, the right, the left. And there's a reason for that because as you're burning it, the way the wax comes down has a lot to do with part of the communication that is being given to you. I mean, you have... You have your front, your back, your right, and your left. Your front would be whatever is the closest to you. Because first off, if you're using a candle, you need to decide which side is the front and which side is the back. And you may even have the candle tell you this is the front, this is the back. And then you place it on the on the plate like so. And once you know that the front is facing you, you can understand the way that the wax burns down. Maybe conversations for you. I will go back and I'll paste post this stuff also on other Lynn Dreams and on my Facebook page and any place else that I put all of this information out. So you can actually go over it because I can't show you pictures of the wax um, because I just can't right now. But I'll, I'll go back and I'll put it up for you to be able to see it. But it, if it's burning towards you, the front side, that has to do with the physical world. It has to do with money, health, prosperity. It's things that are happening in your life, actually physical things that you can touch. If it is on the back side of the plate, it has to do with non-physical things. It could be, you know, spirit, dreams, mental thoughts. It's things that are not actually touchable. You know, it's 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 your it's your actions, but that haven't come to fruition yet. Your the thoughts. incorporeal, right? And 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 it also deals with the spiritual world in general. Or is it non-corporeal? Anyway, but you get it. Um, so I mean, one is for in the physical, one is for not, and then you have the left side, which deals with karma. It also deals with the past, and then the right side deals with the future and the karma to come. If you're doing wax on a plate, the like if you're doing wax on a plate and it's speaking to you and the wax starts to melt down because you've allowed it all that time and it, bur it burns all the way down, it starts to come so full that it's coming off the plate and it's on the left side. It may be that you're dealing about dealing with karmic past life events because it's left the plate. Do you get my, my point? I mean, so the, depending on what you're talking about, if it's if it's coming to you forward, that wax, it could be about physical things that are coming to you right now mm -hmm. within the spell. So like I said, I will go back and I will post all of this because I know there's a lot of information for all of that. And then depending on the way the wax burns, I mean, the way it burns and it falls down and so forth, there's all different kinds of ideas. Uh, I mean, there's there's the cages, there's the orchids, there's the spirals, there's the crosses, there's the uh, scorpions, there's double scorpions. All of these are uh, have to do with energies of what, the wax could be saying to you. There's rolls, there's spider webs and nets. All of this is stuff I will go back and I will post because I don't have enough time to go over each one of them individually. But it will help you to understand depending on if it goes to the right, the left, the front, or the back. And then it starts to make those, make these different designs as it comes down. It could be speaking to you 
uh, and something in general about what the spell is telling you. Um, one of them is, you know, has a lot of emotional tears. And if it's coming down towards the new, it's saying, it's not saying that it's not necessarily a good thing, but in order for healing to happen and for it to move forward in a positive way, there may be a lot of emotional tears that will have to come out before it will go forward. You know, there are different things that you can learn from the wax as it falls. Now. Yeah, because sometimes a good cry is what you need. Yeah. Sometimes you have to let the shit be, out. Don't be ashamed. We all do it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's a lot of shit that goes into into it all. But I, I'm trying to get onto my other, to this other website where I have some other information. I just didn't have it all saved in the same spot. But, uh, I mean, like I said, there's. There's certain things, well, like this, the scorpion is going to tell you that you have somebody out to betray you. You know, somebody is working against you or has already betrayed you. If it goes into the future, it's showing you that you are about to be betrayed or maybe you already have, but you haven't found out yet. Mm. You know, in situations like so. So, I mean, the candle works will come back and give you a lot more in-depth information than what you may realize, and a lot of people just think that they're going to read a flame. And there's so much more than just the flame or just the smoke. Mm. Sorry. I was getting my drink on. 10-4. Because, you know, that's all I have. I, I don't have alcohol over here like him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, let me find where it is. Okay. A good clean burn is not that high, not that low. It's just an average burn. This typically means that, you know, things are going good. You don't have too many complications in the way. And, and you know, things are going to work out well for you overall. There's not too much blocking you. Right. Let it just burn and do its thing. Now, if you have a really tall candle flame, a very strong flame, there are a lot of barriers that have to be overcome in order for success to be made. It usually states that it is working in your defense. It is working in a positive way for you. However, the higher the flame, there's a stronger energy. It's a more powerful energy, but it's going deeper into what has to be overcome and the barriers that have to be broken through. Okay. Then you have the small and steady ones. These... Win the race. No, not really. Low burning small, flames. Small and steady. Low and steady. Yeah, yeah okay, I get it. I'm a little slow. <laughs> <laughs> and so is the flame. Yeah. It, it's, it's, yeah. Okay. Anyway, it indicates less energy fueling the spell. It's a steady burn. It can be a good sign. However, you're going to need a lot of patience to see it actually come to fruition mm -hmm. because it's not going to come easily or quickly. It's going to, you're probably still going to have to work through it, but it's going to take, it's going to have delayed time. So there will be time behind it that's going to last. These are for like your quick burns or, or while the burn is happening. Uh, a puny flame typically says that it's not working too well for you puny. and you may want to just come back and do it later. Puny. Yeah, I mean. And it's not the size that counts to tell you use it. Not in this case. <laughs> <laughs> not in this case. This case is not working for you at all. <laughs> uh, and I don't even think they make pills for that. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, you want to put that down and walk away. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said? 
Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes it's like, well, what is that? <laughs> okay, anyway. Um, your dancing flames are more erratic flames. This doesn't mean <coughs> necessary, necessarily that the high energy is not going to happen and that the spell isn't going to happen, but it typically means that you will get success, but at the same time, there is overwhelming energies that still have to be, you know, worked through. This might also deal with opposite forces that are trying to block it. Put it this way, if if a person has a spell out to, uh, like on themselves, they put a spell on themselves to make sure that they thrive in business, and that they really moved forward quickly and put all of their energy into business. And here comes so-and-so who wants to cast a love spell on you and wants you to put all of this energy into them. Well, you may get one of these high cockeyed uh, flames because your spell is contradicting their spell and they're not working together. They're fighting one another. So it's telling you that there may be problems, there may be complications, it may not come to fruition. There, there's something in the way that's trying to block it. All right. Um, they have the flickering flames. Flickering flames are uh, often used in folk magic and traditions. Um, but it also is said that it it brings in the gods, the angels, the higher spirits, your spirit guides will come in with the flickering as well, is, is what they are typically said to be known as. The candle is <laughs> also known as a trance candle. When they flicker, you tend to get more mesmerized by it and get lost in it. I, so, I get it. It's similar to the drum beats or the, the rattle shakes that helps the brain go into that theta wave state. Exactly. So it will help with journeying and it will help bring that, that other side of the whole divination forward because it's got that deeper connection. Now, popping and flames speak to you of outside forces point blank. Point blank. Three times. <laughs> I thought that was four. No, that was three. Uh-huh. Damn it. I think it was three. I don't know. But um, popping and hip hissing typically is dealing with, uh, it's working against you when you get that. If it's popping and it's hissing, there's definitely something that's working against you. And it probably, in your best idea to just not do the spell. To mm. let it go and come back and try it later, do something, ch make a change. Something isn't quite right. And to get a new candle. That's possible, too. Well, a lot of uh, popping that I find, with, especially with burning wood, is moisture pockets. Okay. So that candle just isn't going to work. I get you. I get so you. It, it just seems good logical sense to me. If the spell is not going to work start over completely over you know do it another different day different candle they're also saying spirit is also saying it may have something to do with the ritual just as incorrect that could be a possibility too so yeah because i'm being told that right now that the ritual may be incorrect and that there's a growth that you are not understanding is something that needs to be changed in order to make it happen because it's not going to work for the candle magic in general is basically what i'm being 
told at this moment. Okay, and lastly, because and I've got so much more to talk about, but I don't have time. But I will say, lastly, when your candles won't go out, usually it's because something is not finished and you need to move on and figure out what it is because there's still work that needs to be done, but you're not quite yet ready to understand what it is. But since we were running a little bit late, Hill Hippie just let me know that it was time for him to do Solar Haim. Haim? Haim, you know what I mean. Solar Haim. I don't well, know. You know I'm just, I just make up words these days. <laughs> hey, hey, all words are made up words. Well, yeah. Yeah. So I make up my own, <laughs> my own special brands of weird shit. Hey, you came out your broom closet to your own, uh, the beat of your own drum. It's all good. Yes. <laughs> All right, prepared jointly by the U.S. Department of Commerce, NOAA, the Space Weather Prediction Center, updated uh, January 23rd at 030 hours uh, UTC. Uh, the 24-hour summary, solar activity was very low despite the emergence of new Region 2733. Region 2733 growth stalled midway through the period and appeared to, be, it appeared to show some signs of decay in the trailing. Uh, all of a sudden, my eyes went blurry. Positive polar. Uh, try that again. Region twenty-seven thirty-three growth stalled midway through the period and appeared to show some signs of decay in the trailing positive polarity field. No Earth-directed CMEs were observed in available conography imagery. Forecast: Solar activity is expected to remain very low, with a slight chance for an isolated C-class flare on the twenty-third, due primarily to the emergence and development of region twenty-seven thirty-three. The recent stalled, uh, stalled growth and early signs of possible decay lead to a trend forecast of very low solar activity and less than slight chance for flares on the 24th through the 25th. Solar Ham itself updated saying that the coronal hole number 68 is now facing Earth. A coronal hole stream is expected to reach our planet by January 23rd. A geomagnetic enhancement possibly reaching minor G1 uh, levels are possible at the higher latitudes. More updates in the future days. So pay, uh, stay tuned, uh, Solarham, to find out if sunspot, uh, coronal hole, I'm sorry, not sunspot, but coronal hole 68 actually produces any type of geomagnetic disturbance. Okie dokie. Yay. Yay. <laughs> okay, when I jump into the astrology, there's actually way too much for me to actually really truly get into, but I'm going to work backwards then because the most important thing i'm gonna tell you this week is the 26th 26th is just a day of challenges it's next saturday and there is it's it's like the gods are in the sky and they're just throwing fireballs at each other and they are all just like fuck you to the other one more or less is what i get when i'm looking at it um so they're playing a game of whose dick is bigger? Yeah. Okay. More or less. They're all, uh, I, I, I want to be number one and you need to listen to me. And they're not necessarily getting along. The idea behind all of the challenges is is spiritual maturity. If, if you can understand the fight that they are having, then you can overcome and move forward. And like I said, the 26th is going to be a very 
difficult day and I'm being told right now that it's going to have a lot to do with spiritual psychic growth but it also will take place in your physical world and stepping up to the plate and having some growth in that area as well that it is definitely something that's healing for you but it will not be easy the 26th is going to be a very difficult day you have more or less four T-squares <laughs> you have more or less four T-squares taking place on this day. It's not quite a grand cross and it's not quite a grand square. It doesn't quite fit properly into the aspects. But the way spirit is putting to me is you just forget that. You just count that it might as well be it. Because the energies are very harsh is basically what I'm getting. Uh... Like I said, you're going to have one T-square that's going to be taking place all week. But this is four sitting on top of each other. And they don't quite fit perfectly. So it's like the puzzle pieces are not fitting. Okay, and the way I put it when I did the video this week, it's like your inner titans are fighting. So you have Mars, which is in... Okay, first off, you have Mars, Pluto, Pallas, the Moon... The North Node, Uranus, uh, Mercury, and the Sun all are fighting. Just one big fight with the other one. They're all just yelling at each other about different stuff. And it, it really don't matter how I put it. I can tell you, you know, Mars is, you know, tr is in a T-square with Pluto and then with Pallas. And then Pallas is in a T-square with the North Node and then with Uranus. And I can keep going on. But the whole point is, is all of them are not getting along and they're all fighting one another. They're just, just all giving the slap down. Mars is, again, it's in Aries. And it's backed up right now with the extra oomph of what you're getting from Uranus. Uranus is sitting on top of Eris, which is making everything a little bit more difficult. We just had the solar eclipse, and the solar eclipse is supposed to be bringing a lot of closure in. And it is. It's This whole energy is, a, like, a, like I've been saying, it's about a reset, but you're still in the preset to the reset. That solar eclipse, I know, the preset, I mean, the solar eclipse was like, let me kick in the last round of shit at you so that you can actually get this right. Uranus and Chiron are creeping along at 29 degrees for like a month. They're just like, no, not going to switch signs. And that's where the actual new cycles are going to take place. You have to understand Uranus has been more or less in Aries for a decade, for 10 years. But by the time it goes all the way around all 12 signs and it comes back around, that'll be 85 years. You're not going to be alive, most likely. I mean, and... And if you are going to be alive, more than likely, you're not old enough to listen to this show. <laughs> exactly. Because of me and my foul mouth. <laughs> I'm just saying. Maybe that's something I need to work on. Please continue. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, you've got so much energy that is making a new, you know, is coming to conclusion. You've got Chiron that has to come out of the Universal 12th house, which is where all the skeletons are. It's still yanking skeletons out of the closet. And it won't be back, I think, for like another 80-some years, too, or something. I don't remember. I've got to check the charts. But, I mean, 
it's not gonna be back for a very long time. So this is really like just pulling in and really getting into your unsafe zones and making you really face shit. Hmm. And it's gonna be doing that, those two, Uranus and Chiron are gonna be doing that for the entire month of February, I promise you. They're not done digging in to where, you know, digging into, you know, your gut and really making you face stuff. But that's a good thing because it's all about making us move into a new level of authenticity above what we've ever understood or thought it to be. We thought authenticity was like this and we're about to find out it's so much bigger. And when we come into understanding what that is, it's it, it will grow. But we have to go through these little fucked up shit things that we have to un uncover and heal and we're not putting skeletons back into the closet we're actually cleaning them off giving them the proper respect what they deserve and we're burying them so they don't come back again and this is why this is such a difficult time now with all that being said the 26th you've got mars which is sitting in the same sign as Aries, which is the universal first house. This is a beginning point. It is sitting there with, with Uranus and with Eris. Eris is strife, trouble, toil. She's the one who wants to point fingers at everybody. Sitting on top of independence, individuality, uniqueness, and freedom, and showing you why you're not, ha why you don't have that. Why, where it is in your, where it is in your life, you don't have that independence. You don't have that individuality. You don't have that uniqueness, your freedom, your inventive nature. Why are these things not like so? Well, they're not like so because so and so made me that way. That is Iris, backing up Uranus. You have, <laughs> I know that is Iris. Trouble, toil, and strife is still pointing fingers at. All of this energy, and then that is backing up Mars, which is your warrior, your inner SWAT team, your passion, your action, your aggression, your fire, your your sexual energy is all in a brand new core energy of restarting something new, and they're in major power right now. Mars is in its home sign, and it's not getting along with any of these others. It's not getting along with Pluto. None of those three are getting along with Pluto, which is in your outer community. It has to do with death, decay, and destruction for renewal, rebirth, and regeneration. It has to do with politics. It has to do with your outer community. It has to do with careers. It has to do with, it might as well be your friends, your goals, your dreams. So things have to change. How many? You're, I was trying to signal your clapping. No, I thought you were telling me I was running no, out of time. Nope. Um, so, I mean, this is talking about where you're not moving forward because of things that are still holding you back that you don't realize you've allowed yourself to hold yourself back. And you've kind of gotten to where you accept that. And because you accept that, you're not moving forward. And you have to change these things about yourself in order to move forward. Yet, you've got palace in the moon. And how Maya, technically, all in Libra, which speaks to you of your relationships. And anything you care about, you have a relationship with. You have a relationship with your friends, your family, your home, your children. But you have a relationship with your working environment. You have a relationship with, you know, your car. You have a relationship with your money. You have a relationship with anything that you care about. When you have no money, you know about your relationship with no money. So... It is speaking with your emotional depths, and it's also speaking with palace, which is, 
It is Athena, the warrior goddess. It's strategic thinking, jumping into your emotional depths and your collective consciousness within the relationships of everything you've ever known. And where they haven't gone well, where they've gone awry, and what parts of that has been your responsibility. Then you have, you know, the North Node in Cancer, which is speaking to you of the home, the karmic, the karmic person that you cannot get rid of because you can't get away from you. So the North Node is telling you that about what you need to acknowledge to heal in order to move forward. And then it's not getting along with Mercury and this Mercury or the Sun, which is now also going to be moving into Aquarius. And Mercury has no desire to be in Aquarius. Mercury is going to be flying through Aquarius in like two weeks flat. It's like, I don't want nothing to do with it. I'm just going to come through here with all kinds of great balls of fire because Mercury is communication. So for those two weeks, you're just going to be like, Psh. Yeah, and let's face it. Sometimes we Aquarians can be hard to communicate with. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be very... I mean, Mercury in that in that energy, but with the sun there backing it up is even more difficult. So the illumination is there. The word vomit is there. The intelligence is there. So what are you going to do with all that information? Because Spirit was reminding me as we get into this week, you're going to find a lot of things are going to be put in front of your face. There's a lot that you're going to see. A lot will be revealed to you. But with that also being said, they gave us frog energy for the week. And frog has to do with cleansing. It has to do with removing all that negativity for your life. But when frog's given to me, it also has to do with really, truly walking in two worlds at one time. It's dealing with the physical world and your spiritual world. And understanding where balance is between the two. But it also speaks to you of taking the opportunity to leap when it's there. And knowing which ones to leap for and which ones not to leap for. This week has a lot to do with cutting away what energy is no longer serving you. What no longer feeds your soul. What no longer is nourishing to you. Because this week, what is being revealed to you is meant to help you move forward. And to elevate a new light within you. To bring in a new awakening. And if you're just coming into your awakening, then you may want to start seeking help and start looking for other guidance. Otherwise, for those of us who have already been awakened, you may find you're about to go a lot further down the rabbit hole. But with that being said, I just want to tell everybody I love you and I hope you like the video. And we'll be back next week. <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> All right. I'd like to remind everybody to uh, visit our Facebook page. Uh, give us a like there. Tell us, uh, talk to your friends about us. You know, the best way you can uh, show us that we're doing a good job is by sharing us to your friends and you and your friends all subscribing. So uh, please share, like, let us know. And if you want to uh, contact us, uh, feel free to email me at hillhippie. H-I-L-L-H-I-P-P-I-E at fxbgpr.com. Let us know what you think that way as well. If you got any ideas for the show that you want us to do, we're more than willing to uh, take your ideas into consideration. So, uh, with that being said, I hope everyone has a good night, and may all your journeys be safe ones. Good night, all. Bye. <laughs>